In ten years of going to shows, I've met some really interesting people along the way. Folkies, metalheads, old school punks, sweetheart singer-songwriters, and everyone in between. I figured now would be as good a time as ever to share their stories with you, with conversations directly from in the thick of the live environment. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. going welcome to all my friends are in bar bands it's david james young here how you doing thank you so much for tuning in for my first ever episode of this podcast i'm really excited to be uh starting this journey with you guys we're starting off with a chat with my friend ben david out of adelaide he came to sydney last month on a co-headlining tour with the wonderful Craig Coburn. And uh, we had a chat out the back of Blackwire Records. Uh, There's a couple of uh, bits and pieces that may be familiar to you, including uh, the sounds of the Blackwire staffy having a run around. Uh, I believe uh, the Dive sisters, Nikki and Erin, hello if you're listening, uh, they join us. Uh, toward the end, and uh, they uh, they are quiet, they're dutifully quiet, but um, you may hear some uh, beer bottles rattling around and stuff like that. But uh, you know what, I, I, I think I've, I leave all that stuff in because I like to capture the environment of the people that I'm speaking to, and uh, you know, if you wanted studio quality, you need to go to another podcast. I'm basically taking the Will Anderson approach of fuck off, it's free. You know what I mean? I'm going to stick with that. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, there are a couple of things I want to plug. First up, my friends in Adelaide, Grenadiers, are going to be in Sydney. They're going to be playing a show... Uh, at Frankie's Pizza by the Slice. They are launching their brand new album, which is called Summer, which is really, really cool. I strongly recommend checking that out and checking those guys out. They are a awesome no-bullshit rock and roll band, and they are awesome. Uh, the Walking Who are playing over at Newtown Social Club in Sydney. I've known those guys for a couple of years now, and uh, the first track on my debut album actually was recorded in their studio down on the South Coast, uh, which is uh, yeah, a wonderful place. And uh, yeah, those guys have just been going from strength to strength, and uh, very stoked to see how they how far they've come in that time. So uh, yeah, nothing but respect to those guys. If you're in Sydney uh, tomorrow night on Friday, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, Friday, February the 6th, uh, you should uh, head over to the factory floor and check out an excellent mixed heavy bill uh, featuring Blood Duster, Bastardizer, Summonus, and uh, my friends in Fat Guy Wears Mystic Wolf Shirt. In a couple of weeks, you'll be hearing my chat with Mr. Christopher Kearns, their lead singer. So uh, keep an eye and ear out for that one. Uh, I'm going to be at Collarbones seeing those guys, that wonderful Sydney-Adelaide duo, uh, taking control over at Newtown Social Club with support from one of my favourite Sydney bands at the moment, Yoke. That should be an absolutely fantastic night, so make sure you get in and around that if you can. 
Uh, if you're in Newcastle, uh, head up to the, uh, the Hamilton Station Hotel, the Hamo, and uh, see my good friends in Oslo and Seahorse Divorce. They're going to be playing a show together there. They're also playing on the Saturday at Beat Disc in Parramatta and on the Sunday at Blackwire Records. So a couple of opportunities there to catch two of my favourite bands in the country. And both bands, I'm sure, I'll be having members on in future episodes of this podcast. All right, let's chat to Ben David. Hi everyone, I am David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Mr. Ben David. Ben, thank you so much for joining me. No worries, man. We are here in the, the gorgeous lush surrounds of uh, the beer garden of Blackwire Records where many a shit talk has gone down and Mr. Tom Scott is hobbling around. Love that <laughs> man with all of my heart and all of my soul. How could you not? Look at the guy. Just look not? at him. Just look at that adorable puppy just, dog face. I was face. just saying to someone before that uh, every time I walk in here, it's like he's playing my favorite records of all time. Like right? He's, like he's uh, researched into me, <laughs> and before I come here, he's put on one of my favorite records, which is great. Yeah. It, it, but I think it just turns out we have very similar tastes in music. I think so. <laughs> he's also a great tastemaker. I'm... I'm like you say, he, he's often coming here playing stuff you love. He's always coming here playing stuff I love, but I've never heard. And I'm like, Tom, what is this? I, I, I would have to agree with you there as well. Except the few times that he has told me of bands that I've been like vibing on that have been playing here. Yeah. He's told me who they are, and I've it's obviously been loud, and I've I've heard something completely and, different. I heard something completely different, and then tried to research the band and couldn't find it. And oh, ships in the night. You no, know, that's it. There was a band. I think they were like a maybe a side project of fucked up or something. Oh right, okay. But it it just sounded epic. It was very uh, I don't know if you ever listened to like One Man Army. Like, oh no, no, old, like Chicago hell. punk band. Like they're a little bit like influenced from like maybe like the seventies British punk stuff. Yeah, right. Um, but with a modern twist on it, and I loved it. And then I it, they had a bizarre name, and I've never been able to find them since. Oh, so. I think I think yeah. Before you leave, I think you'll have to uncover that, settle that score. <laughs> yeah, that was like two or three trips ago. Yeah. Now we met about two years ago, I believe, when uh, you were you were on tour with uh, Willie Wagtails and uh, Drinking the Breezes and uh, Little Little Ike, Little, little Isaac Grove. Uh, Drinking the Breezes, <laughs> that, that's perfect. I, I can't take credit for that. That's 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 Jen Boxton's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it was almost two years exactly. Like it was That's eerie, January, isn't it? January, January twenty thirteen. Yeah, that I was here for the first in Blackwire for the first time, and in Sydney solo for the first. Was time. Was that your first ever national kind uh, of tour? I'd done stints. I'd done Tassie a few times. I'd done Melbourne a bunch of times. I'd mm. done Perth. I'd done. I'd done one trip to Sydney, and yeah. I think I'd done Brisbane before as well. But it was my first real trip. That wasn't just random shows. Yeah, it was like a big kind of exposure point, it was, I guess. It was, and considering we organised it like a month before it happened, it yeah. kind of came together pretty awesome. Yeah, it came kind of a thing of legend, didn't it? It did, and uh, <laughs> I really want there to be around too. Even if I'm not involved in it, just to uh, just to go and be on the other side of it because it was such an incredible tour for me, especially. You know, like yeah, I knew all the guys on the tour, but I'd never. 
thought that all of us would be on the same stage. It was doing, pretty pretty remarkable, wasn't it? Even, you know, yeah. we ripped it off Revival Tour, but it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I don't see their name on it. Exactly right. <laughs> so all we got to do is do one more, and then we can claim to be the real deal because they've only yeah. done one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can definitely make that work. I think. But I think we need to uh, pester Mark a little bit more. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's another thing we can do today. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> Now, you'd been playing for quite some time before that. Um, t- tell, me about, tell me about the Ben David upbringing, how uh, the elements of music came to, to be in, in your little world. So, born and raised in, in Adelaide? Yeah, born and raised in Adelaide, and my dad is very uh, responsible for my music taste. Right. Which was very convenient growing up, because he had all the music I wanted to listen to, and all the shows I wanted to go to he was going to the same shows anyway no so, kidding not so much on the, like a local scale but like you know on, on like the international touring bands and even national touring bands like if I wanted to go to a show even though I was only like 14, 15 I could go because my old man would want to go to the same show yeah who so, were his guys what did you what did he kind of well, share with I was you? brought up on well his main guys were Billy Bragg The Clash yeah Sex Pistols he also loves a bunch of like thrash punk no shit I'm not a big fan of <laughs> really like, I don't really get into that it's not really dad collection. music is it no well, you wouldn't you wouldn't picture dads listening to the exploited and a lot of uh, a lot of that you really sort of don't do stuff. You? even like the other day he rang me up and it's kind of the only thing we really have in common and he's like oh what have you been listening to I'm like I don't know <laughs> and I'm like, what have you been listening to? He's like, oh, heaps of minor threat. He's no like, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so yeah, he's kind of responsible for that. So he kind of pushed playing guitar onto me, I guess. Yeah, right. In a, non, in a non-pushy way, I guess it was kind of hinted forever. Yeah, so right. So I started playing when I was like 13 and that's it. I just started playing in a band and we yeah. were terrible. And <laughs> what band is good when you're 13 no, though, to none, be fair? None, none. <laughs> it takes a very special mix for you know to be in a good band when you're thirteen. Yeah, no, it was terrible, uh, but I kept at it because that's what you do. So you were lead guitarist in your first band, or yeah, and I only sang because no one else wanted. No to one do else it. wanted to. That and was my we, first band too. We were trying to find someone who was better, and everyone who we tried was worse. Even though, fucking, I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, listening to recordings from back then, and like, I got all these cassettes of oh uh, wow bedroom demos, like oh wow. Excruciating. <laughs> Whoever said, "Yeah, it's good. Keep it up." Fucking idiot. But, uh, well, it, but it, I guess I kept yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Probably still, still the same people. I guess. Yeah, it's great. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who can you trust? Huh? Well, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's go to your first gig. What was the first show that you played? Uh, I played like a youth event. Uh, you, it's always the youth events, isn't youth it? Event. They'll take anyone. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> played a youth event when I was. Maybe, uh, maybe fifteen, I think. Yeah, wow. And it was there's actually video of it, and I watched it. Was recently. this just on your own? Nah, that was with a band. So, what was the band called? Nah, undisclosed. Oh no! <laughs> Come on! Uh, it was a band called Pocket Rocket, which is Pocket a very Rocket. high school name and a very That's terrible brilliant. name. <laughs> and it was a terrible band, so it, well, it, it had everything. Fit. <laughs> yeah, it was very fitting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we played like this youth event. And it was good, you know. It was our first gig, or my mum. Oh yeah, yeah. Dad, yeah. My it's always aunties, exciting when you play when you play for the first time. Yeah, more know. people came to that show than almost all of my shows since. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and then played a couple more youth events, and then a bunch more, and mm. then we finally played because I grew up like an hour out of Adelaide, like in, right. the, in the hills. 
Okay. So I wasn't really exposed to the local music scene, I guess. Oh, sure. As such. What, when, did, when did that kind of change? Uh, I, changed, I moved schools and the chaplain at my school, who was a fuckwit, but he... <laughs> He actually, he booked a all-ages venue in the city called The Underground, which was kind of like a legendary venue in Adelaide for years. It was like oh, an wow, unlicensed yeah. venue. And, uh, yeah, he would just, he knew we played, so every time a band would pull out, he would be like, hey, do you guys want to play? And then we we ended up playing there every second week. Wow. And then that's where it started. Sure. So, uh, obviously, creative differences drew you guys apart. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> Yeah, you know that's that's the crucial uh, years of growing and developing into your own individual self. Yeah. So, at what point did that kind of die off? Uh, maybe like when we were like sixteen, nearly seventeen. Yeah, right. The bass player from that band ended up being in every band I've been in since. No shit. He was in the Heartaches. Uh, he was the guitarist that isn't in the band anymore. Uh huh. So he he'd been in every band with me since. I started yeah. until last year, which was terrible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a good parting, but it's what what it, it needed to happen. Yeah, you know? these things happen, I suppose. That's right. That's right. So yeah, uh, life goes on. Yeah, <laughs> I did a few things in between, and I've always kind of done the solo thing because I've always written songs. So I've always just been at home with an acoustic guitar. Yeah, kind of writing songs, and I probably I did my first solo record when I was. Sixteen? No kidding. Yeah. Is that is that is that out there? It's not Uh, not on Bandcamp. No, it's not on Bandcamp. There's a few people that have it. I don't have it. But you don't have your own first record. There's a few people that do have it, and uh, I I could get it. I'm just not in a hurry to find it. You know. Do you reckon they'll use it as collateral at some point? Like they'll whip it out at a birthday party. It's just like ah, check this shit. Uh, It 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 happens. That definitely happens. (laughs) I know that it's it's not probably not as bad as it could be, but I hadn't found my uh my vocal comfort area yet yeah it was you know when you when you're that age you're still trying to emulate things that you listen to i think oh totally like, so it was it's it's naked baby photos you don't want anyone that's to see right, that that's shit. right you know there was a bit too much american twang in the uh oh, in yeah. the vocals that, that's uh, that's yeah that's all that all that you kind of are exposed to if you're like a rock and a punk yeah. fan you know like you don't you don't necessarily get the Australian accent mm. coming through and that sort of stuff. So that's kind of for a lot of like rock and punk musicians. Like, and that's I how they learn how to sing. Yeah, you that's know? exactly right. And you don't you don't realize that you're doing it. Yeah, totally not. Until you learn to not do it. Yeah. And then you, you listen. You're like, wow, like it, like it hurts me. It, it, like <laughs> it, that's one thing that bugs me watching bands is when they put on an accent like I get oh, yeah. it that you, they're not actually putting on the accent it's just it's it's how they what's normal say, yeah. for them yeah, yeah. you just so wish a, it wasn't the norm you know yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right I think I think I've kind of got rid of it a fair bit now oh definitely I hope, I hope. <laughs> tell, tell me otherwise I can I trust so. you <laughs> of course if you can't trust me who can you trust that's the big question <laughs> so um so where do we go from the uh, the early stages of the solo work? So you do the you do this little record that no one I did a no record that no one knows about uh, <laughs> except us. Yeah, except us <laughs> and, uh, and whoever listens to this, just us. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, I did it. I just kept kind of playing more and more solo shows. And at this point, I was probably I was probably eighteen, so I was playing in more venues than mm. I was when I was underage. Um, and just kept at it, but I think I probably 
mostly just playing in house parties and backyards and stuff. I think that's where a lot of dudes that do the acoustic thing kind of start off. Yeah, the, that's where they're playing in a backyard because yeah, yeah. they can just pick up a guitar and just do it without yeah. needing. PA it's just like yeah, <laughs> and it can go either one of two ways. Really, everyone can just be sitting around and say. Oh, this guy's playing. Let's check it out. Or it's just like, oh fuck, he's playing Wonderwall. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> no, I lived it. I lived in this share house for a while. When you're 18. Yeah, yeah, I think I must have just been maybe nearly 19, and we used to have shows there every week, and so I was playing all the time. I was pl- I was playing maybe one or two shows a week, and just kept doing it. And then yeah. I uh, I didn't really take it seriously, and then I got I supported. Chuck Reagan and Tom Gable when they toured. Wow! And I think it was because I was the only dude who was kind of doing the acoustic-y stuff in Adelaide. I knew of anyway. Yeah, sure. So I, I got given that, and I was like, "This is a pretty fucking awesome opportunity." Yeah. And those guys were awesome to hang out with. I and can they imagine. Just, uh, they spoke a lot of sense to me, <laughs> and it was really it was really cool. I didn't I didn't know against me from a bar of soap before that show. Like I I love Chuck Reagan stuff, so I was like. This is the best show of my yeah, life. Yeah, wow. Pity I'm not very good. <laughs> and then from there, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I love doing this solo thing. And I kept doing it. I was in a little folk punk band for a while after that called The Thieves. Right. All right. Like, were, you, were you singing that as well? I was singing and playing acoustic. We were like a six piece, I think, like banjos, mandolin. It was just Kelly punk stuff. Oh, nice. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, people seemed to like it. People seemed to say that that was when I peaked. <laughs> oh, really? Well, there, there's, a, there's a couple of friends of mine that make that joke, but they make the joke a, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where you don't think they're joking anymore? I don't anymore. think they're joking anymore, <laughs> no. But that, that, was, that was good fun, you know, when it lasted. It was one of those disaster bands where everything from day one is... The, the fuse has been lit and mm. it's ready to implode. From the outside, it looked like it was the funnest band ever, but it was terrible. So how many how many were you in this band? There like, were six of us, right. give or take. Like it got to the point where none of us really liked doing it anymore. So some members wouldn't rock up, and other oh, members really? wouldn't rock up. And what was the least amount of people that you played with? Three. Okay. <laughs> how how did that go down? Well, it wasn't the same. <laughs> I sure. can imagine. We're like waiting for a solo. It's just like, oh fuck, they're not here. They did shows without me once as well. That you're kidding. Like, there was one point where the band had kind of split in two right like there was someone who was trying to run it and then there was my side of the story oh you're kidding so and then they did like this secret show without me and got this other dude to fucking sing and play and it was it was a bit of a uh, bit of a thing Oh, I can imagine. Like, especially. Did you did you actually see the show? Like, no, I saw. I, I only found out it happened because I saw photos. Oh wow, and that's a was, great way to find out, isn't it? <laughs> it's like someone cheating on you. It really it's probably is, worse, isn't it? actually. It's probably oh, worse. You reckon? Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, probably. It was. <laughs> it was fucked, and that. At that, that actually, that band's probably most responsible for me being a solo artist than anything else. Because yeah, right. when that band finished, I was like. Fuck that! I am never playing in a band again. <laughs> I do not ever want to fucking play with anyone. Ugh. And then I got bored, and I was like, I don't really want to play with someone again. Yeah. So, uh, w- at what point does the heartaches come in? Uh, the heartaches came in basically like there was probably like a year in between that band breaking up and when I was I decided that I wanted a band to play my solo songs. Yeah. Right. And that was Ben David and the band, and then we played under that name for. 
maybe a year and a half or okay. two years, maybe a little bit less. And then that kind of grew into this and the name changed recently. I, I think our first show as the Heartaches was actually in Sydney. No we kidding. We played at the Roxbury. Oh, in Glebe. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they were doing shows there for a little while. I don't know if they still are. They but actually are, yeah. Yeah, this is when Gibbons was booking stuff there. I think oh, him right, and Brock yeah. might have been booking yeah, it yeah, for yeah. a while. And, um, yeah, we drove overnight. And that was Bree's second gig ever in her life. What? We, like... So she'd never played music before? She'd done, like, a couple of solo shows, but that was about it. Like, we used to hang out and jam a bit on her acoustic stuff. I was teaching her guitar and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, right. I was like, you should buy a bass and you can join the band and... That's where it kind of came from. Yeah, wow. And yeah, we played over here. We drove overnight, came straight to the venue. Oh, wow. Partied, got in the car and drove straight home. It was fucking terrible, and I don't recommend that on anyone. Oh, Not good my Lord. worst enemies, is, I wouldn't recommend that on. Is that, is, so is that the longest you've ever driven for, for a show? For one show, yeah. And oh, coming back, man. it was terrible. It's fucking terrible. I used to play on, I used to play on the trains, like the trains that go around Australia. Like Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I played on the train from Perth to Adelaide once, which is two and a half days. So Holy shit. So I guess the gig lasted two and a half days. That's like a different... <laughs> like, a, that was the longest yeah, distance I traveled. Yeah, how long were you playing in that time? It was a pretty sweet deal, actually. I only had to play two 45-minute sets a day in, like, the first-class bar. Mm. And they put me up and... I got to hang out in first class. How do you land a bizarre corporate gig like that? They started encouraging musicians to contact them if they needed to get if they needed to travel somewhere. Like yeah, they right. don't pay you. You basically got a free trip and free food and free whatever else. Oh right. Um, so back when I first started travelling and I had like no money, I used oh, to no, do so. that. Yeah. I used to when I was going to Melbourne I'd get on the train and I wasn't working either, so I had the time to kill. It was a good gig. It was interesting. Playing oh, on a train's fucking weird. Yeah. You're, you're moving and you're rocking. It's like playing on a boat, which yeah. I've also done. Which you've also I just done, done, yeah. A plane. <laughs> I've done the train, I've done the boat. What is the weirdest place you've played, now that you think about it? Probably on the train. The yeah. train's a pretty weird gig. <laughs> like, it's loud, so you have to oh, be yeah. loud. And back then it was like no PA either so you're just acoustic oh really and you're just trying to yell trying to be trying to be heard conversation oh no it's it was a bit of a background music you're a nuisance gig but they encouraged it I I didn't care at the time I probably wouldn't do it now oh sure we all do crazy things when we're young (laughs) that's right I I love that I got to do you know I, I love I love John Denver and Roger Miller and Johnny Cash and all, all like the traditional like troubadour kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. So I used to just do a lot of that. Mm. Those songs, like the demographic that travel on trains are 50 to 70. Yeah, they know a lot of the country so songs. So they loved it. Yeah. And they loved that I was doing those songs. Yeah, it's just like, oh, how do you know even know who these people are? So <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. It was, I met some pretty cool people. Yeah. Only weird people catch trains like oh totally because it totally. costs more than flying and it takes you 10 times the amount of time yeah like, why would you like it, exactly. it makes no sense <laughs> so the people you know there was a lot of people that are afraid of flying like oh. I met a lot of people that were so scared yeah. of flying they had to catch trains like it was weird it sounds it there was some interesting people but and it, and it costs an arm and a leg to do as well so yeah 
but a lot of people had some cool stories. That... It makes a lot more sense now that I, I think about it, knowing that your guys are like the like you go to punk guys and you and like like the country heroes. Like you're kind of in the middle as like a Venn diagram now that I think <laughs> about your songs. You know? Yeah. Well, back you know back in the day, all those dudes were kind of they were like the outlaws. A lot of them were like the outlaws then. You know? Sure. Like, yeah, of course. They were the bad boys, the ones singing about like smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey. Yeah, and, shooting men in Reno. That's right. That's right. And <laughs> they weren't the pop stars. They Definitely were, not. They were just the outlaws. Even though looking back on it, you know, it's a lot nicer than a lot of the music around now. But back then, that was like that was bad. Like, oh yeah, you were bad. Totally bad. <laughs> was that what you wanted when you were growing up was just, just like yeah rebellion music <laughs> oh, when I was listening to nothing but the fucking the Sex Pistols and and, and 70s punk yeah. stuff yeah I wanted to rebel and chaos was awesome <laughs> but then I realised that I really didn't have much to be pissed off about yeah and, totally <laughs> and I was kind of wasting my time it's also really <laughs> ironic to be listening to this all like like angsty rebellion music and your dad's giving it to you, you <laughs> yeah know? that's true that's true you gotta hate your dad don't you isn't that yeah like <laughs> <laughs> to do it properly yeah yeah you, you gotta you gotta get the concept record about how he never loved you out there at some point <laughs> hate or your dad hate your landlord and then you're still Oh, tick, 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 tick. We, we'll, we'll get through eventually. <laughs> Pretty much. We'll, we'll make an album, The Shit List. <laughs> I look forward to that immensely. That'll be a grand concept album. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I kind of got over the punk thing for a long time when I... Yeah, right. When I started playing more and I realised... I, I went through this phase where I was like, oh, that's kind of boring. Like, it's you know, three chords, and it's yeah. really, really fucking badly played, and then just fucking yelling back when I wanted to, I, I, that's when I started getting into the country stuff, Yeah, yeah. Like, these guys fucking play great, and they got amazing voices, and blah, 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 I don't really like punk rock much anymore. Yeah, which is but, bizarre, isn't it, considering that's kind of what you stemmed from, but I've, way. Gone, I've, I've gone back to it, yeah. in a big way, for sure, like, I, in saying that, I still listen to nothing but Billy Bragg yeah like, nothing but there Billy are worse Bragg. people to listen to yeah let's exactly be right I, st- I still loved all the Joe Strummer stuff and all the Billy Bragg stuff and I, always the Ramones but yeah. the thrashier stuff mm. like the, the more rough 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 as guts kind of punk I kind of got over mm. so take me through uh, the first time that you went interstate or out of your comfort zone started travelling far to start playing shows uh, I played a show randomly in Perth once, which doesn't really count. It was like an open mic night. How was, old were you? Uh, 19. Yeah, wow. So I was over there. And that was the train thing? That Yeah, that was when I, I played on the train to come home. So I was over there for a wedding or something, and I ended up just playing. And I think it was an open mic night, or it was like a like an acoustic showcase kind of night. Yeah, sure. And that was the first gig. It was terrible. I broke like four strings and it was like... Four? I was like, I hate music and I never want to play Interstate again. How? I felt like okay, a dick. Okay, just, just uh, let's back it up for a second here. How in fuck do you break four strings in to, one set? I used to break so many fucking strings, like so many strings, and I think it was poor technique and poor technique. <laughs> I just, I was just... I don't know how. I don't, like, excluding last night, I don't fucking break strings anymore. Like, it's really rare. The only time I break strings is when I'm lazy and I won't yeah. change them for a long time and they'll break. But I restrung that guitar yesterday and I broke the strings. So, you know, 
hopefully tonight's not going to be a, uh, <laughs> a copy of that because that's going to piss me off. Four's got to be some kind of record, is it? It's nothing to brag about, though. It's just it's not. Freaking annoying. I'm, just, I'm not even mad. I'm just I'm just amazed. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to think about the logistics of it. I uh, <laughs> it usually starts at the G. Yep. Your G goes, your D goes, your B goes, your A goes, <laughs> or your high E goes. You usually have got your, like, If we weren't e talking about guitar strings, that would have sounded so incredibly <laughs> sus. <laughs> you, you've usually still got your E and your A. Yep. So you can kind of play in power chord form up oh. and down the neck if you have to. Worst comes to worst. <laughs> okay, so wh when does the first official Interstate oh. show come into play? When was that? I, um... This guy called Mark who plays in Mutiny. Okay, yep. Uh, somehow I became friends with him. I don't know how. I don't know if it was just one of those... It, we were friends on the internet somehow, and we <laughs> became mates, but no one knows how. Which those I think the, most of my friendships. friends are those kind of yeah, friendships anyway. Just inexplicable friendships, yeah. Yeah, and he he came down and I... To, well, someone that he was booking shows for came to Adelaide and I hooked him up. And he was going to hook me up with some shows yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah. And he booked me three shows over there. Right. And my first real show was actually at Will's house with Jamie Hay, Will, Darren Gibson, and me, oh, I think, in a house show. What a lineup. Yeah, that was my first real, real interstate show, which was a belter of a show to play. Oh, I can imagine. And I was just this nervous dude that no one knew. And yeah. I didn't know anyone either. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, because I was kind of friends with Darren Gibson as well through... He did all the Chuck Reagan shows. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we, again, internet friends somehow. Yeah, sure. The internet has that ability yeah. to make friends where you don't know how and when and yeah. why, but it does. <laughs> and Jamie and Will will be your best friend within a yeah. second. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I knew Will somehow. We, we, we knew each other. Vaguely, maybe, yeah. Yeah, vaguely. So that, that that's kind of how that came about. Because it was meant to be at... What was that venue called? Blue Tile Lounge. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then it got double booked. Then they shut... Oh, it was before shut it shut down. Oh, yeah, yeah. It got double booked, so we moved it to a house. So this must have been, fuck, nearly four years ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. And that was my first one. And then I ended up doing two more shows in Melbourne, and they were just kind of front bar kind of deals. Mm. They were fun, you know? I had, like, my four or five friends there. <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> I haven't played in those venues since. But, uh, yeah, that was my first time, and then I kind of loved it and just kept doing it. Yeah, sure. And just kept doing it. Now, you brought up something last night very <laughs> casually that I had no idea about, and that's, A, you've played the big day out, and B, you've played the big day out twice. So... Tell me, tell me about those particular instances, because that's, that's an ultimate how-did-you-get-that-moment. One was in that uh, Kelly Punk band. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. we, there was a little, little, little stage where there was a bit of hype in Adelaide about us, and like lots of people were coming to see us, and it was fun, and people were into it. Yeah, right. And we'd released a record, and the dude who books some stuff for Big Day Out liked us a lot, and he put us on. And it was great. It was crazy. We played to a lot of people. Yeah. So was it like the local stage or? Yeah, but it, what this was, it wasn't like. This was when Big Day Out was still a big deal. Like, sure. It, it yeah. Was still a main stage kind of deal. You like it wasn't on the, on the main stage, but oh, it was yeah. one. It was the same like, as the other stages. Like the Converse Essential stage. Mm. Yeah. So that was crazy. That was a good time. Were you guys like first up? 
No, we played at like 7pm. We had an awesome no slot. Shit. Wow. Like we had a really good slot. And then that's... Who were you in between? Like <laughs> We played after this band called 20th Century Graduates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which were an old Adelaide band who were formed out of one of my favourite Adelaide bands of all time. Yeah. And I think Wagons maybe played after us. Oh, fuck. What a band. I don't get it. What do you mean you don't get it? <laughs> I've, I've, I've done sound for them and I, I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I know people like them, but I, yeah, I love I, them. I'm not on the list. Maybe they can be on my list. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, they can be on the shit list. Yeah, maybe they can be on the shit list. <laughs> Fuck you, Henry Wagon. <laughs> so yeah, that was. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, but like that must like blow your mind at that point in, in your career. Like, it definitely you would have been like what twenty? Yeah, twenty. And Fuck. No, maybe even nineteen. So Fucking I was like hell, yeah. spring chicken, and my band was like pretty much all my best friends. Like even if they couldn't yeah. play or whatever, it was just all these people I, I loved in a band with me, and we used to just get drunk and yeah. run a mark, and then we got offered that. Yeah, and it was and then, very. There surreal. you are, just running around the biggest rock festival in the country. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> unreal, and that was. Like, I don't think there was any bands that I really cared about that year. Like, I think sure. Rise Against played. Yep. But I never really got into Rise Against. I know the hits. That's mm. about it. Yeah. And that's the only one I can fucking remember off the top of my head. Yeah, Maybe right. Maybe that was the year Muse headlined. Yeah, it was Muse headlining. Uh, who else played that year? Uh, Passion Pit, The Decemberists, uh, Peaches. Yeah. So it must have been 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was 20. Yeah, that was good fun. And then I played again in 2012. And, and that what was, was that with? Uh, that was... I got offered it solo. Yeah, right. But I did it with my band. Wow. So, it was good. We solo played at a like, festival is fucking weird, though. That's why I didn't do it. I was like, that would just be awkward if I play amongst all these other bands. and You don't have Because I wasn't playing yeah. in, like... They do, like, a lily pad kind of, like... Oh, small, yeah, yeah. But I, it wasn't there. It was on, like, one of the, one of the stages. So, I was... I was like, no, nah, we'll just do it with a band. Yeah, right. Which was rad, because then all my friends got to come, and we run a muck. And that was the year <laughs> that they had skateboarding. Oh, wow. So <laughs> we, like, played, and then I went and hung out at the ramp for the whole trip, oh, the whole wow. day. Nice. Because one of my friends managed to score us, like, the skater passes. So we had, like, the backstage passes, but then we got the passes that the skaters had. Yeah. So we were just hanging out with all my favorite skateboarders all day. No it was, shit. It was a very good day. The was show it? sucked. There was like twenty people there. And we Did played, you say you played at the same time as Frenzel? We played at the same the same time as Frenzel, and it was like twelve p.m. on like a forty-five degree day. Jesus. And we played one of the stages where they put it. It's like it's basically in like a greenhouse. Yeah. It's like a glass roof. Oh God! In this like little little hallway kind of walkway mm. thing, so it's ridiculously hot. Yeah. But yeah. Oh God! It was fun. It was fun. Uh, uh, was it? It doesn't sound like it. Was, it, it that, was, that was kind of the first year that, that Big Day Out kind of flopped in Adelaide. Oh, really? That was the, the... I think that was the 20th anniversary of Big Day Out that year. Oh, wow, yeah. And then they only did one more and that was the last of it. Okay, yeah. Which makes sense because they sure. sold like a third of the tickets that they normally do. Oof. For no reason. The lineup was as good as any other year. It was yeah. just... Didn't Overkill. happen for them. Didn't oh, happen for Yeah. Them. It just got to that point, didn't it? It was just overkill. Too many and, festivals, man. Yeah, it, and it, it brought down the giant. That's you true. Know? That's true. <laughs> just all these little ones like biting at its ankles, and you, you think you're just like, oh shoot, shoot, and then it eventually it fucking bit the bit bit through, and then the t- giant came tumbling down. I was I was all about that festival. 
I was all about yeah. it. I was on. Was, was that on a big team. thing for you growing up, getting to go in Adelaide? Yeah, well, I went pretty much every year from 2005. Oh, wow. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, until. Was that something your dad took you to as well? Or? I never went with him. No kidding. because nah, it's. He, he just let you run off as a 14 year old? 15. 15 oh. plus. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, MA fifteen plus. Oh yeah, exactly. So right, I could yeah. go. Yeah, so it was rad. I went. Yeah, so I think I went every year, up until twenty ten, and then I didn't go, except for the ones we played. Yeah, so, <laughs> when I had to. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. I don't know. I'd, I'd trade playing here any day for doing that. Well, of course, it's, now, it's, you know it now. <laughs> it's, it's it's I don't know. It's whack doing this kind of music you can't really engage with an audience at something like that you know you, at that kind you, of festival yeah being on a stage with a barrier and fucking 20 meathead security guards mm. you're 10 meters away from the, the front, yeah. of, front of stage it's, but you've done some pretty like big big shows in that kind of scheme haven't you where it's you know you're playing very very different venues to here Definitely, and I'd trade them all to play a small, small space like this, or, or you know, the Cranker in Adelaide, or the Brizzy Hotel in Tassie. Like, there's so many venues that I would trade any of those bigger shows for. Any sure. Day. Like, we played at Thebanon Theatre, supporting Dropkick Murphys and Frank Turner. Oh wow! Yeah, year. yeah. And that was great. You know, that's like, that's the biggest venue in Adelaide. Like, I'd never thought I'd tick that off. A because. I'm never going to get to that level, and B, <laughs> none of the bands I listen to are at that level. So it was it was kind of cool uh, getting to do it, but at the same time, it was weird. It's a fucking weird were there many thing. people at that point when you when you got there? There was probably like a couple hundred, but in a room that feels two thousand people, like it it was very empty. I guess that's I guess that's the kind of thing that you've been brought up on now. You know you, that you're most familiar with. It's it's kind of settling into a comfort zone, hmm. isn't it? Definitely, definitely. But it's, yeah, I guess comfort zone in a way. But it's, it's not like it's uncomfortable in the other zones. It's yeah, just, sure. This is the preferred. Yeah, yeah. Zone. You you, you know where your strengths and weaknesses mm. lie. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's those smaller shows that yeah. work the best, isn't it? Like it's of course it's fucking awesome getting to play through a ridiculously huge PA and a ridiculously ridiculously huge stage. But yeah. Um, we should wrap up, but uh, before we go, uh, yeah. let's do a quick one. Best gig you've ever played, worst gig you've ever played. <laughs> Alright. Uh, fuck, i got to think about that. Yeah. Best you can embrace the hate first if, that, if that's what suits you. <laughs> no, I can't even think. I can't even fucking... One of the funnest gigs I ever played, I played at this... This guy's 50th birthday party, right? Which is a, a weird concept. This guy Was had, it a friend of your dad's or No, I'd never met this guy in my life. He saw me play at this <laughs> He saw me play at this this uh, fundraiser thing. Mm-hmm. Even weirder times. This family got murdered and I got asked to play at this benefit show and it was awkward. I didn't know the family and blah 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 blah. And this guy saw me there yeah. and he wanted me to play at his at his fiftieth. And he turns out he used to sing in one of the, like a pretty respected band back in the 80s and 90s in Adelaide okay. called the Barflies. And they yeah, were like yeah. this kind of bikey-esque band, but they were like the top of the food chain kind of thing. And 
he asked me to play at his birthday and I rock two and a half hour drive into the desert and I rock up at this dude's house and it's like this tiny little shack like this little fucking sh- it clearly gets up to no good out there but I didn't mind and I was just surrounded by all these amazing dudes that had been around forever and yeah that was probably one of the funnest shows I've ever played and it could have been the worst show I'd ever played but yeah, it turned out to be one of the funnest oh. and I just hung out and jammed with all these older dudes so okay so let's go to the other end of the spectrum there worst show yeah I don't even know man like Everyone, everyone's got their nightmare gig story. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think I do. Like, oh come on! All shows kind of have their, <laughs> their, their nightmare. Factor. You're too much of an accentuate the positive guy. That's your bloody problem. That's definitely not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> accentuate the negative. <laughs> well then, come on, embrace the hate. Give I'm, us, give I, us a shit show. I don't have a show that's that bad for me. Like, there was a show that I played recently, and I don't often play shows that I haven't had some kind of role in organising. Okay. And this one I did. I was like, this guy bugged me for ages. I was like, fine, look, I'll play the show. Where was this? It was in Adelaide. Uh-huh. It was at, at the Crown and Anchor. I'm not going to give out too many details. All right. And it was just <laughs> fucking... I can narrow it down, I'm sure. <laughs> all the bands that played were just fucking douchebags oh they, really they put me in like the shittest mood and I just got on stage and I was like so you were playing this. solo nah it was banned and I was like fuck it's the only gig that I've kind of been up there and wished I wasn't there like I would have given anything to not be there so oh was, god so what kind of music were they, were they... similar bands really to us, okay bands that people know and probably love and respect alright <laughs> that I no longer do <laughs> we can take this off mic at some point I want to know more about this yeah that, that's that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head and yeah a few people it was a lot of the uh, other bands not supporting other bands oh like leaving as soon as like, they're done yeah oh, and, and hanging outside and one of them one of the dudes was outside the whole time and then comes in after our set and was like oh good set man loved it I was like, like fuck off Oh. Why even fucking say that, man? Like, you weren't here. You weren't You're a there. Ah, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It, it, I, it was. There's no such thing as a bad gig. That that was just life experiences, that was, man. That was, yeah, no you regrets. Learn, you learn. No regrets. That's right. <laughs> so, what is uh, t- 2015? You got two records coming out, from my understanding. Yes. Yes, I got a band record, which will be out in May 2020. Is that out through Anchorhead again? Or? Yeah, we're going to put that one out ourselves. What's it called? Uh, the album's called Pheromones. Lovely. And it should be out, well, we should have a single out next month. Fantastic. And then the album should be out either April or May, depending on when they arrive. And solo record? And i got a solo record coming out in, hopefully, July, if all goes to plan. And so, what's that one called? Hopefuls, maybe? Oh, like working. Hopefuls, it's, yeah. but F-O-O-L. Yeah. Ah. So, working title. Working I like title. it. I think that's cute. I yeah, like I it. Yeah, I think it's cute too. No. I think it's cute. I think you're cute, Ben David. Thanks, man. But yeah, I've got to make the record first. <laughs> well, that's I'm something to look forward to. <laughs> man, thank you so much for no taking worries. the time to speak to us, man. No um, always it finally a... happened after yeah. a few failed attempts. Yeah, but we're here, in, we're here now. That's it. the main oh, point. We've done it. Uh, Indeed, we have. Good shit. All right. Thank you. Yeah. We're about to go rock a show, so uh, until next time, my friends, I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. This has been a David James Young Rights production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.